A-Frame, A Selection, written by Aesolution, read by God of Laundry Baskets, Fandom, Mob Psycho 100, Content Warning, Internalized Ableism with Regards to Mental Illness. Tsubomi did horribly at practice today, but she doesn't really mind. She barely noticed. She was too busy rearranging her entire universe and her understanding of her own brain. She's still trying to fit all the pieces together now as she's taking the bus home. First, it's all real. There's a reason most medications don't make her stop seeing things, because she's not hallucinating. She's not crazy. She just needs a little more visible evidence that she's really psychic, and then her mom and stepdad can finally stop wasting money on antipsychotics she doesn't even take. She never much liked the side effects, and add to that the fact that she actually started hallucinating for a few days when she went off them, she's not psychotic. She's psychic. That absolutely sounds like something a crazy person would say, but Tsubomi is more than ready to try out not being a crazy person. What is it like? Is it like not having to put active effort into pretending to be normal every waking moment? Probably, yes. At least, if you're not psychic. She'll still have to pretend, and that leaves a bitter taste in her mouth. But she's not crazy! She wonders if she should tell her sister, but Fumi is a skeptic. She won't believe anything either, unless Subomi can present solid evidence. It's just a little hard to keep it in, now that she knows. She's not crazy. She spends the rest of the bus ride scribbling a shaky picture of herself lifting up her parents with her mind. She particularly enjoys drawing in their shocked faces and Fumi's delighted laughter. What powers does she have? Kageyama didn't say what other things people can do besides telekinesis, but she's heard about the power to exorcise ghosts, mind-reading and hypnotism, seeing the future, things like that. Maybe tomorrow, when she sees Kageyama again, and when she has energy again, she'll find out what power she has. Kageyama, too, is unexpectedly down-to-earth for a popular boy. Maybe that's what people would think of her, too, if she stopped trying so hard to seem like what she should be. But he's really just blunt, almost to the point of being rude, the way Subomi usually isn't unless she's with her best friends. Probably the best thing, though, is that he doesn't have a crush on her. She was afraid for a moment that what he was about to say was a confession— she gets enough of those. Even today, Takenaka was staring at her during practice, and he's usually pretty okay. Is it conceited to think every boy who looks at her has a crush, even if it turns out to be true so often? She doesn't want to go down this path of thought again. Luckily, this is her stop. She hastily shoves her notebook back into her bag and jumps off the bus. 
In the moment just before her feet touch the ground, she pretends they're not going to touch at all. I'm ready, she says, dropping her bag. Kageyama looks up from his book. Honestly, he looks terrible. Exhausted. She can't figure out whether he looks like that all the time, or maybe she's projecting. Good afternoon, Takane-senpai, he says. So nice to see you again. Neither you nor I cares much for pleasantries, right? I know I'm tired of them. It's a bold move, and for a moment she's afraid she wasn't reading him right. But then he snorts, and a small smile briefly crosses his face. <laughs> All right, I'll try not to bore you with too much politeness. Where did you get to yesterday with the barriers? She twists her mouth. Not very far. Just envisioning a shield doesn't really seem to be helping. When you say envisioning, he asks, carefully marking his place and putting his book away. Do you mean thinking about how it looks? Because it doesn't need to look like anything. It just needs to be hard and strong. She's honestly not sure how she was doing it yesterday, but with the world-shattering revelations, it's a bit of a haze. But she shuts her eyes anyway and starts envisioning the hardness of a shield around her. A good shield is firm and solid and thick, and this one will enclose her. Wherever she is will be the safest place to be. She wrestles with that image for a while until she finally feels like she has a grasp on the feeling of safety. And then she says, Try tapping it now. She feels her barrier shatter at the touch of his finger. It built up so slowly that she could hardly tell. But in one splintered moment, she definitely felt it being destroyed. She opens her eyes and scowls. You'll get better with practice, says Kageyama. Do you want to do that now or on your own time? Will she be able to tell how strong it is on her own time? Maybe not, but surely it's like meditating and it will naturally increase her abilities if she tries over and over. It always works in anime. On my own time, I won't waste yours making you sit here and watch me think. The last thing is finding out what my unique psychic power is, right? You might not have only one, says Kageyama with a shrug. This is certainly news to Subomi. She leans forward eagerly. Maybe it's not exactly common, but I know at least one person who has... four different powers. He's... hmm... special, though... Oh, and him. Kageyama grimaces, apparently thinking of a very unpleasant person. Subomi wants to ask, but doesn't think he'll tell her. The ones I know are telekinesis, pyrokinesis, clairvoyance, telepathy, illusions, cursing, I guess, advance aura, manipulation, strengthening your muscles... That guy could manipulate gravity, and he could teleport. Cursing is a psychic power? Isn't that a little... In this case, it means changing the properties of an object with psychic energy. I didn't come up with the term. In any case, 
There are many different kinds of powers you might have. We can test for the most basic ones first. So try telekinesis. Try moving your tennis racket with your mind. I, uh, I don't know how to do that. What is with Kageyama telling her to just do things she doesn't know how to do? They've known each other for all of an hour total. If he's such an expert, why doesn't he know what she's supposed to be doing exactly? Just picture it happening and engage your aura. As if she knows what that means. She makes sure her aura is outside her body anyway, and then tries to reach out with it while picturing the racket lifting up into the air. It's a delicate balancing act, and she's probably going to get horrible wrinkles from frowning so much over her psychic powers. But it's worth it when suddenly the racket... Um... Splits into two rackets? One of which flies into the air. Does that halfway count as telekinesis? Kageyama leans forward and waves his hand through the floating bracket. Surprised, she lets her concentration go, and it dissolves. That was an illusion. Congratulations, Takane. You found one of your powers. It's a hell of a lot less creepy than the way the other guy did it, too. Still, he was showing us our friends being murdered. Stop, says Subomi. What are you talking about? Yesterday you told me people would want to hurt me. Now you're talking about a bunch of people with incredible powers who already use them to hurt you. Will you please tell me what happened? Kageyama meets her eyes. If anything, his habitually serious expression has grown even more intense. On Friday... I and a group of psychic children were kidnapped by an organization called CLAW, whose members were powerful espers. My brother and his friend and his master came to rescue us. Still, we were almost killed probably half a dozen times. We were ultimately saved by... someone who I think was just playing with us. In summary, I hope... Neither you nor I has to go through that again, but I fear we might. It's so melodramatic that Subomi doesn't want to believe him. It sounds like one of the delusions they keep telling her she has, that she can see when someone's lying, or that everyone is watching her, waiting for her to mess up so they can laugh at her or hurt her. But... Friday was only four days ago, and she can see he still has wounds from something. And last time he told her what sounded like an unbelievable lie, it turned out to be true. She swallows. Great! And you're training me to defend myself against people like that? I like to think of it as a good deed in return for my transgressions, he says pleasantly. Is he talking about the thing with the student council? He wasn't being especially melodramatic about being kidnapped. That's just how he talks. What the hell? She lets out a long sigh. <sighs> All right, so let's find out what other powers I have so I can fight powerful psychics when they tried to kidnap me. Inevitably. 
That's the spirit, Takane. So, have you ever seen the future? The end.